Shall I take your order, or do you need a minute? Ah, yes, I'll be ready. Just buying a car on Carvana. What? It's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. What? That's handy. Yeah. Now I'm customizing my down and monthly payments. What? That's an exquisite deal. And just like that, Carvana's delivering my car in a couple days. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry. I'll have the burrito. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast, a production of iHeartRadio. Today I'm going to give you some thoughts on putting, how you can become a better putter, and uh, just a little putting analysis on the PGA Tour, and I'm going to use that to kind of paint the picture of my overall thoughts on putting, and then we'll get into you know how you can apply it to your 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 own game. You've heard me say this before if you listen to the podcast. There's a certain amount of players that have putted good enough to win one major. What I mean by that is, is that if you're going to win on the PGA Tour, you have to, to putt well. You have to make putts. You know, depending on the, the winning score and the course you're playing, the condition of the golf course, the condition that the, the players are playing in, in terms of the, the wind and the firmness of the golf course and so on and so forth, you know, the winning scores vary. Now, when you have a winning score that's higher, you can get away with not being in the top 10, say, in putting. Like if, if you know, eight under par wins a tournament, and that's not a very low score relative to, to what you see a, a lot of weeks on the PGA Tour. And you can get to eight under par if you finish 20th or 25th in putting for the week. But if if the winning score is 24 under par, you're not going to shoot 24 under par and finish 25th in putting for the week. It's not, it's not going to happen. That's just a, something that's pretty much physically impossible to do. You're not going to drive all the par fours. You're not going to hit every single par five and two, although you could hit most of them. And you're not going to hole out you know shots from the fairway all the time. So you're going to have to make putts to get to 24 under par. You don't have to make as many putts to get to eight under par. I mean, get to eight under par. I mean, you could, you know, theoretically, you could hit, you know, almost every green. The ones you miss, get it up and in. Hit a couple par fives a a day 
in uh, in two, and you get to eight under par, and you and you didn't really make any putts. That that's that's possible. I mean, Tiger Woods has done that before, but you're not going to get to twenty four under if you if you don't make putts. And that's why I say that when you look at at the winners on the PGA Tour, uh, usually usually they're top ten in ball striking for the week, and they parlay that with a, a top ten putting round. Top ten or top ten putting tournament. So the the four rounds are top top ten with their strokes gain gain putting. That's usually what you what you see. Now there's exceptions to it, but you know I, I told you what those exceptions would be. It's usually a, a higher winning score. Uh, at the last event, the you know Olympics. I don't know what the statistics were like there because they didn't really flash any statistics out, and I don't even know if they kept them. And they, I don't, you know, they're not going to be used. I don't think on the averages on the PGA Tour, but I don't think it's hard to look at at that event and and see that Xander Shoffley. I mean, there's only 60 players in the in the in the tournament to start off with. There's there's no way that Xander Shoffley was not one of the top putters. I mean, he just you know he he made enough putts on on Sunday to, to you know assure that there's there's no no two ways about it. And there's no there's no way that uh, you know Justin Thomas, who didn't make a birdie the first day, would you know is not or was not pretty far down the list and you know on on putting. So so it, it, it's it's a it's a kind of a given. If you win, you're going to putt good. If you don't putt good, you could maybe top ten it, whatever. But you're you're not going to win. And so putting has a, a tremendous influence on you know where players ultimately end up finishing in, at all these 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 tournaments. Uh, even though you know when I hear people talk, they, you know they want to talk about ball striking, ball striking, ball striking. And I think ball striking puts you in position to do something, but you have to putt in order to, in order to win. And sometimes guys just aren't very good putters or you know I mean when I say they're not very good putters, I'm talking about PJ tour players. That's relative to the competition. I mean they're all great putters compared to, you know, amateur golfers. But compared to the competition, the people that they're competing against, there's a lot of guys that aren't very good putters and that's why their their chances to win are, you know, Few and far between, because you're gonna have you're gonna have to putt, and if you can't putt or you don't putt well enough, you're not gonna you're not gonna win a a golf tournament. Now, the guys that have won majors that are not typically known as great putters, you know, I mean, I, I look at that list, and and uh, I mean, who's who's on it? Uh, Adam Scott, uh, you know, a great ball striker, not a great putter. Uh, Sergio Garcia. Great ball striker, not a good putter. Uh, you know, those are those are two guys that that come to mind. Justin Rose uh, has typically been a really good ball striker and not a great putter. He's had moments in the last you know uh, you know five years when he's putted good, but you know historically over his career, not a, a, a great putter. Uh, Hideki Matsuyama, uh, very good ball striker. You know, I mean, uh, I mean, last year he was second strokes gained tee to green. The year before he was third strokes gained tee to green. Uh, this year he's seventeenth, but still, uh, that, that's that's not a slouch. And he's, you know, he's 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 been a very consistent tee to green player. But he's also not a very good putter. Last year he's one hundred seventieth. This year he's one hundred eightieth. 
Okay, so so I look at him and I say, okay, there there's somebody who's putted good enough to win one major. Now, Colin Morikawa is another one. I mean, he's he's number one strokes gained tee to green, number one strokes gained approach shot to the green. He's the best ball striker on tour when you look at those statistics. That's just the facts. Putting, uh, 166th on tour. He's putted good enough to win two majors. He he had he's a, a, a an absolute uh, you know anomaly on this this whole statistical thing. He he is a below average putter, well below average on putting, well below, and yet he has finished first for the week in putting two times. He finished first when he won the PGA Championship. And he finished first when he won the Open Championship. The best putter on tour, the the number one putter on tour, that person right now, Louis Oosthuizen. I want I want to share with you like where he's finished on putting. Now he's he's had some, you know, uh, good putting tournaments, and and um, you know most of them have probably been. More along the majors, he finished third at the Open. He finished second at the U.S. Open. I mean, he finished second at the PGA. I mean, he, he, you know, he's he's been on a great run, and I'm sure he putted good in those in those tournaments, no doubt about it. But this is the best putter on tour. He in Las Vegas, he was 46th in putting. The CJ Cup, 27th in putting. The RSM, 14th. The Farmers, fourth. The Phoenix uh, Waste Management, 12th. Uh, WGC concession, he finished eighth in putting, 31st at the Players' Championship, ninth at Valspar, 11th at, at Memorial, 48th at the 3M Open. He's number one in putting because he's consistent. It's not like he's finishing number one, you know, six weeks out of the year. It's he's he's consistently up there. You know, what, what, you know, most of all those statistics I give you, most of them were, you know, top. 25 top 20 in putting for the week. It's pretty amazing when you can consistently be top 20 for the week. But but think about he's the number one putter on tour. Think about how the 166 player on tour has had in putting. Colin Morikawa has had two weeks where he finished first in putting. That's like impossible that that could happen. Now. When you when you look at that, you, you think, all right, this guy must be, you know, there's something in there that's great about his putting. Because how could he finish first? I mean, in, in, in putting, I mean, either either he doesn't have, you know, he's got a great stroke and he can read the greens right, but he just has, uh, you know, Hardly ever a situation where he gets the speed right, and when he does, he finishes first in putting. Or he's great with his speed, he's great with reading the greens, but his stroke is just you know only on once in a while. And when it's on, when his stroke is on and it's consistent, he's so great great at reading the greens and with his speed that he can finish first in putting. You know, I mean, it's 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 one of those those things. I mean, there, you know, <laughs> you can't be a bad greens reader, bad at speed control, and and have an inconsistent stroke, and then all of a sudden, 
like once a year, you put it all together, all three of those things come together on one week and you're the best putter that week. That, that's, that's, that's impossible. So there's, there's, there's something in there that's, that's good. And then when it, all three things come together, the speed, the, the, you know, the, the touch and feel, uh, the greens reading, you got to marry the speed and the, the, the read of the putt. And then starting the ball on your intended line, which is the consistency of your stroke and your aim, your fundamentals, when all that comes together, then you're, you know, you're making everything, everything that week. Uh, that's kind of, kind of what it takes. Now, uh, you know, some players on tour obviously are a lot better putters than other players. I, when I look at Colin Morikawa, I would say, okay, he, he's statistically not good, but the one thing that I look at, I say, but he's, he's had times when he was great. Which gives you like the idea that he's got some upside potential with his putting. I mean, he, he, now you could also look and you could say, well, you know what? If it wasn't for those couple of good weeks, he's just dreadful. Okay, that that's that's a possibility. But if you look at it the other way and you say he's not very good at putting, but sometimes he's spectacular. Uh, maybe he can can become a really, really good putter. I mean, like he's somebody that's that's not good. And you could look at it and you could say, but you know what? He may become really good. I mean, that's that's how I look at that. That's how that's how I look at that. Now, uh, other players, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at it a, a, a little differently. I'm gonna take you through uh, you know some of the, the the top players and talk about about their putting and then I'm gonna explain exactly uh why I think they struggle. And, you know, I see this all the time when I watch golf on TV. I saw it at the Olympics. I saw, you know, I mean, I just, I, I see the same things over and over and over again. And it just, it, it baffles me. You know, I mean, all these guys work on their technique. All these guys work with instructors. I'm like, what do they work on? Like, I don't understand why they don't get any better. It's, it's like, it's like uh, crazy, crazy for me. Anyway, one thing I can help you get better with is your golf game. Uh, if you get my instructional videos, they will help you play better golf and it's free. Just go to HaneyUniversity.com and you can register for them and we will send them out to you on a, a daily basis. You can also find some great deals at HaneyUniversity.com. So go there and, uh, and check it out. It's free to, to subscribe, HaneyUniversity.com. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my dance, <laughs> With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. See if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity be a roadblock in your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. So I was talking about Colin Morikawa, and I was, you know, thinking about the putts that he hit at the Olympics when he was trying to win the the bronze medal. He was too far back, uh, you know, early on in the tournament. Came back the the, you know, and, and and played great at the end, but it was you know too little, too late. But he tried to you know backdoor his way into a, a bronze medal. Had putts for the bronze medal, and you know, he, frankly, he just hit awful putts. They weren't they weren't even close to starting on the, the the correct correct line uh matsuyama hideki matsuyama did the same thing hideki matsuyama by the way is a 180th on the pga tour in putting he he is not a good good putter you know either and you look at his game and you think i mean he can it seems like he can handle the moment clearly showed that at augusta uh very very good ball striker you know, historically top 10 on the tour and, you know, historically also not a great putter. 78th in 2018, which isn't just terrific, but that same year he was 155th in three-putt avoidance, 162nd in three-putt avoidance in 2019, 170th in putting in 2020, 180th in putting in 2021. It's not good. I mean, it, it. You know, he he's one of those guys that when he stands up over his putts, it looks like he has a hard time starting the ball online, and it also looks like he doesn't know what line he's trying to start it on. It doesn't look like he he reads the greens uh, very very good to me. It just you know that that's that's my observation facing with him. Uh, the next player I'll look at is Roy McIlroy. Okay, Roy McIlroy. He's taken a step back this year. There's no doubt about it. Uh, his his ball striking, you know, he's, he he got rid of his coach, his lifelong coach. He's working with Pete Cowan. Uh, usually, when Rory changes something, this has happened with his putting before. When he's worked on something, uh, he's got instant results, and you know, you know, the confidence is high when players change instructors because immediately they think. 
this guy's got the answer. And usually they're going to see pretty quick results. Okay. It might not always be the case, but usually they're going to see pretty quick results, really. I mean, and, and, you know, that hasn't been the case with Rory. I mean, he is not like, you know, I don't know when exactly he switched coaches, but he was, you know, talking about this for a, for a while. Um, missed the cut at the Masters. It probably was, you know, sometime right after, I think right after that. And then, he, you know, he won Wells Fargo. So, but yeah, he, he always, he, he plays good on that golf course. He didn't hit it particularly well. He did, you know, putted better, uh, you know. I don't know. He didn't back it up with much. Let's just put it that way. Uh, PJ 49th, 18th at the Memorial, 7th the U.S. Open, 46th at the Open Championship. You know, and, and you know, his Olympic performance was not good. You know, I mean, he, he didn't. He was fourth, lost in the playoff for the bronze. But, I mean, that golf course, and he even said it. I mean, there's no out of bounds, no stakes, nothing to scare you. Just get up there, bomb away. You know he's 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 so long. He's, he's such a good driver. I mean, it's just I look at that and it's just like how you know with that week of a field. And I'm thinking like how in the world could Rory McIlroy not win a medal? I mean, it's just like it doesn't even seem possible. But it is possible because it happened. Uh, but you know you also look and you think Rory McIlroy is ranked 13th in the world. Now he's not, you know, he he is his ball striking is not where it's been. Okay, but still not where it's been. He's eleven strokes gained T to green. It's not just awful. The problem is, is is his putting is just not good. I mean, he's he's 86 this year. For him, that's actually pretty good. You know, 97th in 2018, 159th in 2017, 139th in 2016, 122nd in 2020. You know, he had one good year, 2009, which he worked with the the putting whisperer, Brad Faxon. And then, you know, all of a sudden, I, I never hear that they're working anymore. I, you know, I don't get what – I don't get Roy McIlroy and his, and, his, and his putting. He he just is not a good putter. I watch him on TV, and I'm like, I never get the feeling he's going to make a putt. Uh, and and I, what, what usually happens is a, a two things. One – well, there's three things that happen. He'll hit putts where he doesn't come close to starting it on the line. <laughs> he's got the whole, you know, parlay going here. He's got, he, he, you know, he it doesn't start it on the line. He hits so many putts the wrong speed. There's so many putts the wrong speed. Like I'll look at it, it will miss a putt on the high side and it'll go too far by the cup, which means that if he hit it softer, it would have gone in. He'll miss a putt on the low side where he didn't hit it hard enough, and which means if he hit a little harder, it would have gone in. So he misses putts because he hits them the wrong speed. He misses putts because he doesn't get the ball to start on his line. He misses putts because he he hits uh, you know he, he hits putts where he misreads them, and uh, you know then you get the hand signal, and he looks just totally like bewildered about, you know, why he, he, you know, the putt broke this certain way. I mean, as much golf as he's played, as much great a player as he is, you know, the the, the whole thing. But, I, boy, I just, I, he just, you know what, if he hasn't learned how to figure out how to putt yet, I mean, I, I don't know. You know, he, he, he changed his uh, full swing coach. I mean, last year he was strokes gained T to green sixth. I mean, that's not. 
first. He was first in 2019. But I mean, you know, you go from first to sixth and you decide you need a new swing coach. I mean, how about doing something about your putting? I mean, I, it just baffles me. You know what? But at this point in his career, he's not going to become a great putter. He's just not. That's just not going to happen. You know, whenever he putts good, he's going to have a good chance of winning. But you can count on him putting good very, very, very few times. That's just the, that's the bottom line there. And you know, one more player I want to look at on the putting, and that's uh, Brooks Kepka, because he has really uh, struck the ball good this year. I mean, he's third in strokes gained tee to green, and uh, that's an improvement. You know, he, he's always been very confident in his ball striking, but a, a lot of it has has been talk, but not as much action. Quite honestly, I mean, you know, I look at his strokes gained tee to green. He was nineteenth in two thousand eighteen, twelfth in two thousand nineteen, thirtieth in two thousand twenty. And, you know, he's third this year. So that that ball striking now matches his rhetoric. I mean, he's, you know, he, he'll talk about how he, nobody hits it as solid as he does. And, 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 you know, it's, well, actually, there's two players that are, uh, you know, better ball strikers because he's third. But he's right up there. I mean, you know, you're up there, that's a coin toss right there at the top. And he's, he's right there. And he's, he's a better putter historically than most, but not as good a putter as he's putted in major championships. In major championships, he's he's always putted better. Last year he putted terribly. He's 144th in putting. So not you know nothing was good last year. Uh, but the year before 2019 he was 48th, and the year before that he was 68th, and now he's 45th. And you know what? If you're that good of a ball striker and you're 45th in putting, you're you're doing awful good. Here's the problem with his with his deal. If you're 45th in putting. You you have to have a good putting stroke. I mean, you got a good game. You got you're you're a good putter. He's 186 in three putt avoidance. You know, you could look at it and go, why does somebody three putt? Okay, they they miss a lot of short putts, but that's not. You know, I mean, if you're 45th in putting, you're you know you're not just missing all short putts. I don't, I don't understand what it is with that. 186th and three putt. That is horrendous. And that's the pro he's got, you know, he he's gonna strike it good. He's gonna give himself a chance. But how many times can you three putt and win a PJ tour event where you've got to shoot 20 under, 24 under, 26 under? How many times can you three putt and win those tournaments? You can't. How many times can you three putt? I just, you know, and win a major championship. I just keep going back to to the, the you know, the Masters 2000, you know, 19 when Tiger won and and Kepka had six three putts and lost by a shot. Six, six for 72 holes, lost by a shot. That is too many. He, he three putts way too much. You know, that's just, uh, it, 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 you know what? There, there, there's so many players that you look at and they're like almost I I analyze these statistics all the time and I think okay where where are, does each player have his kind of Achilles heel so to speak and for a lot of them it's putting and for a lot of people that that listen and you know you're all listening so you're golfers and you want to get better at golf you know I don't care what your handicap is a big part of it is remember my three keys Eliminating penalty strokes, eliminating 
two chips, which is when it takes you more than one shot to get on the green from close proximity to the green and eliminating three putts. Three putts are an absolute killer at every level of the game. Touring professional, it's going to cost them a win. Uh, you know, I mean, go back to the Olympics. I mean, you know, when Hideki Matsuyama, you know, out of the three putt on on Sunday from, you know, not even a, a long distance, missed a short putt. I mean, you know, boom, that cost him. Took a wind out of his sails for the because because now he knows he's not going to win the gold and ended up you know costing him the the uh, you know bronze as well. It's just uh, so often that's the that's the case. It really is. All right, I'm going to give you the, the things you need to learn from what these pros are doing to help your own game with with your putting. Let me give you something else that can help you. Uh, turn back the clock, like one of my listeners said happened to him when he used my voodoo pain relief cream. He said, Hank, I, I, I turned back the clock. I, I had joint pain and I couldn't run anymore. He's a big runner. He said, and I am back. I'm back and uh, happier than I, I'll get out. He said, thank you, thank you, thank you for the voodoo pain relief cream. Well, everybody can get it. If you've got muscle soreness, aches, pains, uh, arthritis, pain, whatever it is, go to voodoopainrelief.com and uh, – Get your free two-week supply of Voodoo Pain Relief Cream. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be my That's my game. game. <laughs> 
With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. See if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity be a roadblock in your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't get distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. One thing that's amazing is how so many things in golf can be broken down into threes. You know, you think about it. There's three places you can hit the ball. It either goes straight, right, or left. When you hit it, it either goes too high, too low, or the right trajectory. When you hit the ball on the club face, you either hit it off the center of the face, the heel of the club, or the toe of the club. You either hit it too high on the face, too low on the face, or right in the the center of the face where you're supposed to hit it. Everything is in threes. I I give you my three keys. Eliminating penalty shots, two chips, and three putts. Three things you can, you know, practice on the short game. Your pitching, your chipping, and your sand game. Uh, With your putting, when you practice, practice your long putts, your short putts, and your makeable range putts. (laughs) You know, when you practice the full swing, your tee shots, your wedges, and the shots in between. I mean, like... You know, you got a strong grip, a weak grip, and a neutral grip. Everything and everything is in is in threes. When you look at putting and improving at putting, it boils down to starting the ball on your intended line, hitting the ball the right speed, and reading the greens correctly. So if you want to get better at putting, and this is what I would tell any of these touring pros that I've just talked about their putting, which First off, you got to leave no stone unturned. So, so just assume that it's all three of the the things that could could improve. But always fix the you know the the biggest obstacle first. You got to you got to put out the biggest fire first. I mean, you can do fire prevention later, but let's let's do firefighting first. If you got a fire raging, you got to put that fire out, and then you got to work on trying to make sure another fire doesn't start. But the first thing is put the big fire out first. So figure out where your biggest issue is. Is it is it starting the ball on the right line? That boils down to your technique with your putting. Is it reading the greens? And, you know, okay, that's a skill in itself, an art in itself. But there's things you can do to improve. And one of the big things is, is that, you know, aim point and learning how to read greens. And you can take a greens reading class and you go take this aim point class and you'll be a better greens reader in like, you know, three hours, two hours, whatever the class is. I mean, it'll, it'll make a big difference for everybody. I don't understand why every touring pro doesn't do this. I, I don't get it. And I don't understand why the caddies don't do it. That's what I, that really blows my mind. That's one of the reasons I like that uh, Dustin Johnson's Kay Austin is his brother. I mean, he, he, he took the class, he reads the greens, and he has helped his brother become a better putter. Why, what, what, what are these caddies doing? What do they got? You know, Steve Johnson thinks these guys are the greatest, uh, you know, thing in the world that, that you know, the, the most important uh, pro- profession, you know, position in professional sports is a caddy, you know, better, bigger than a coach, bigger than a manager, bigger than a, a hitting instructor, bigger than a, a sports psychologist, bigger than a trainer, a, a doctor, anything. It's, it's the most important position is a caddy. And yet these guys can't even go take a class on on how to read a green. 
it's nuts. It drives me crazy, but I don't understand why the touring pros don't do it. What I mean, they miss putts and they give you the hand signal. You know, they, they, the putt misses to the right and they, they give you the hand signal that, oh, that putt went to the right. I thought it was going straight. Or they like, give you the hand signal to the left. That putt went to the left. I thought, oh, you, I, 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 I watched that on TV. It drives me nuts. I mean, well, don't give me the hand signal. Go take a, go, go take a putting class on how to read a green. Stop doing the hand signal thing all the time. You know what? I, the last thing I'd do would be a hand signal. Because to me... Every time you hand signal, it says to me you can't read greens. <laughs> I don't want to tell everybody I can't read greens. I don't know why you admit you can't read greens, although we probably already know you can't read greens. But that's a big, a, a big part of it. So starting it on the on the right line is your technique. It's your it's your you know stroke. And you, yeah, regardless of your technique, as long as it's consistent, there's been great putters that have. Not great technique, but they're consistent with it. As long as you're consistent with the thing, and that's a lot of that is practice. You know, now I always think that the better your technique, the easier it is to be consistent. Okay. If you put mistakes on top of mistakes, like you take it outside and you swing across the the, the ball and you hit it with an open face, and that's the way you start it online. I mean, it's not the best way probably to be consistent. But as long as you are consistent, you can be okay, okay with it. So technique is, is is important with starting the ball online, no doubt about it. Uh, you know, reading the greens is a, a big, big part of it. And then hitting the putt the right speed. Now, how do you learn to hit the putt the right speed? You learn to make a consistent length of stroke for a certain distance. You know, if you're if you're hitting 10-foot putts and I'm watching you putt, and you know, one time you take the putter back 10 inches, and the next time you take it back 11 inches, and the next time you take it back 12 inches, and the next time you take it back 10 inches, and the next time you take it back nine inches. I mean, you're not gonna, your, your, your speed control is gonna be awful. You have to have a consistent length of stroke for whatever distance you're, you're trying to hit. You have to have a consistent speed of stroke for whatever distance you're trying to hit. And one of the things that was remarkable all years watching, you know, Tiger Woods putt is that his stroke was so consistent. He'd get on this that Sam putt lab, he'd be putting like a 10-foot putt, and like every single stroke was exactly the same length. Every single stroke was exactly the same speed. Every single stroke had exactly the same tempo. Not to mention the fact that every single stroke went the exact same amount back to the inside and then back to straight. It was every single stroke had the exact same uh, uh, club face rotation. It was incredible how consistent it was, but every aspect was it was consistent. You have to have a consistent stroke to start the ball in line, but you also have a consistent stroke and a consistent point of contact, hitting the ball in the center of the face. That's why that drill where you put two tees down, one on outside of the tee, one on the inside of the tee is so important because now you can at least hit the ball in the center of the face. Now, that's only part of it. You hit the ball in the center of the face every single time. That's great feedback for your, your computer, which is your brain and golf, and it'll have a better chance of hitting the right distance. But you've got to pay attention to the, on my uphill and my downhill. One of the things you always want to do is watch the other players in the group putt and and kind of play a little game when they putt and if they hit the putt and as soon as they hit it you think okay that's perfect speed and if it goes 
by the cup, you know, ooh, that was faster than I thought it was. If you watch a player hit a putt and it comes up short and you thought they hit it good, and you thought, oh, that was slower than I, I thought it was. So you you watch the other players in the group, but you hit the ball in the center of the face, and you also have to make a consistent speed and length of stroke when you're you're putting in order to d- develop a, a feel. But analyze which part of your putting needs the most help. Is it the speed control? Is it the inconsistency of your stroke is it the way you read the greens like i look at you know and and a lot of times it's all it's all through them like i look at these putters that struggle and you know i look at rory and you know a lot of it is is speed sometimes it's it's just a it doesn't doesn't start the ball online sometimes it's going with the hand signals i mean it's everything well i mean just whittle away at them Fix, fix, you know, something. I look at, you know, I look at Kepka. I can't believe how he three putts too much. I mean, how, how many times is he not paying attention to his speed? Is he not? I mean, how are you not practicing enough? Why is your speed so far off? Justin Thomas, another one, his speed is horrible, horrible. I, I, I don't, I, I question the commitment to hitting the putts the right speed. That would be the first thing I would tell him. Practice your speed control. Practice your speed control. Analyze your stroke and see, is there anything in my stroke that's leading to inconsistent speed control? And B, don't try to make every putt. Just let's be consistent. Be consistent with the speed that you hit your putts. Let's work on that. And be consistent with thinking about the speed you're going to hit the putts. And then I would tell him and his caddy that, you know what? Go take a greens reading class. Practice greens reading. And let's just let's just make sure we don't misread as many greens as we are. I mean, this is the simple stuff that everybody can do. You can learn how to read the greens better. The only skill you need is you stand on the green and you... Read the slope with your feet. In order for a ball to stop on a green that's rolling 10 on the step meter, that's the speed of a green. That's not a tour pro green. That's just most greens that you play. In order for the ball to stop, that green is either going to be sloped 1, 2, or 3%. You need to figure out, are you standing on a 3% slope, a 2% slope, or a 1% slope? That's all you got to figure out. And you figure that out, and then you you can read the greens. So you you learn that skill. You can buy a uh, you know a, a, a deal that measures the slope of the green. Okay, at Home Depot, you know they'll, they'll tell you exact percentage of slope. Okay, and you can put that on the just you just it costs you like twenty bucks. And you lay this thing's battery, you put a battery in it, it's 20 bucks. You lay it on the green and it says 3%, 2%, 1%. And you go practice standing in all these different spots on the green until you can step over to this spot and say, you know what, this feels like 2%. You put your, your deal down there and, you know, next thing you know, you look and it says 2%. Yeah, I mean, all you got to do is put a level on the green and you just, it, it'll tell you what the slope is. And once you get that feel for that, 
you're gonna be better at reading greens because that's how you read it. With you read it, you know, with your eyes. But you a better way to read it is with your with your feet. Anyway, that's my advice on the on the putting. But analyze it, break it down, and when I watch, I look and I think, man. Why is that guy hand signaling so much to figure out how to read a green? I mean, they got these books they pull out and they still can't read a green. And then I watch a putt and it goes by on the high side and it's too far by and it missed on the high side. I think it hit a little softer, that would have gone in. And then it's on the low side, they didn't hit it hard enough. I mean, get your speed control right. Or is there a commitment to speed control? And then start on the putting green, just trying to get the ball to start on a straight line. Practice with your straight putts and learn to start the ball online. Period. Once you do that, you're on your way. This should not be that hard, but it does take practice. There's no doubt about that. A lot of people do not like to practice. So that would be the first place to start. Hope everybody enjoyed the podcast. Follow me on Twitter at Hank Haney. Email your questions to hankhaneygolf at outlook.com. Hit the follow button on the iHeartRadio app so you get the podcast every day. Have a great day. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you tomorrow on the Hank Haney Podcast. The Hank Haney Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-Fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.